Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. You can also sign up for the Geocache Adventures newsletter, which features upcoming episode information, behind the scenes articles, and other fun articles and information. Hi everybody, Amy, Shadow Dragon One here, and we're gonna talk about geocaching with pets. Now, a lot of times you will see people geocaching with dogs, but there are also some other unique furry friends out there that like to geocache too. You may have seen from my social media or on the website, I have a geo goat. Her name is Star with two R's, and sometimes she likes to go geocaching with me. Now, we got Star as a pet, and she was such a good, sweet, temperament we took her to a couple county fairs and stuff and people just lit up when they saw her so we originally wanted to get her set up as a therapy goat to go visit nursing homes I got her registered we tried to get something scheduled there wasn't a lot of interest and our weekends were so busy it just wasn't gonna work out but we still have our beloved pet she hangs out with the dogs in the evening. She puts on a diaper and comes inside. And some people may think that's crazy, but that's our that's our goat. That's our star. And sometimes she goes geocaching. Now, she's not the only unique pet that goes geocaching. I have seen from different geocaching posts and Facebook posts, I've seen a geocaching chicken, geocaching cats, geocaching rabbit, a couple of rats, and a bearded dragon even. So you can take more than just your dog geocaching, but you gotta be ready for their needs. So what are the pros to geocaching with your pet? Well, for one, it's great exercise for them, just like taking them for a walk. It keeps them healthy. It keeps them from getting bored, helps keep them engaged. Star actually walks really well on a leash and we'll take her for walks around the block with the dogs and she just loves it as long as she has a herd with her because she is a herd animal so if i have the dogs with me or just the rest of the family she's got all her people she's a happy goat and she will go walking it's also a great way to socialize your pet so they get used to other animals and other people coming over to your house it's a great bonding experience for your pet just like playing with them in the backyard is it can also give you a sense of comfort or security if you're out there in the woods or something, you're not alone. You've got your pet with you. You got your dog, you got your goat. <laughs> Whatever critter you got with you, they can make you feel more comfortable. And it's a great way to provide cover from muggles, especially with the dog. I've heard of geocachers that will take their dogs out and when they're looking for a geocache, they pretend to be picking up after the dog to not attract attention from muggles. Are there any cons to geocaching with your pet? Well, there's a couple. It could limit what caches you're able to go to. Obviously, animals are not allowed everywhere. The woods, the parks, you're probably fine. Some of those urban caches you may not be able to get. Some of those higher difficulty caches you may not be able to get. So you have to keep that in mind. It can also limit the number of caches you can get just because, you know, depending on your pet and their stamina and their energy, some dogs, some breeds, some cats or whatever they're good to be out all day other ones you got a mile in them at most and they're done that's just their level if they're older certain breeds just don't go farther you got to keep that in mind when you're geocaching with your pets 
So a couple other things that are fun about geocaching with your pets. There is a trackable tag that you can get specifically for your pet. It's called the Log My Dog Tags. They're available on geocaching.com and you can use them to log visits to different geocaches or events that you take your pet to. And you can even let people discover your pet at events so they can track their geocaching adventures just like any other trackable. In fact, Star, my GeoGoat, she has her own Log My Dog trackable that I renamed to GeoGoat when you pull up its webpage. You can go to the geocacheadventures.org website. If you go to the About page, there is a page specifically for Star and her tracking information's on there that you can log if you want to. You gotta make sure you got the proper gear for your pets. Leashes or harnesses for your pets. Keep them under control. Make sure you have proper tags on them. If they do get away from you, you want to be able to get them home to you. Even Star has a name tag with my address and phone number in case for any reason she got separated from us. You don't necessarily have to have a leash and a harness though, depending on your type of pet. There's little pet backpacks, kitty backpacks especially, but you could also use them for your rabbit, your rat, or small dogs, and they're able to see. They have air holes in them. It's clear on the back. They can ride comfortably with you and check everything out. They actually make harnesses for a lot of animals other than dogs. The chicken I've heard of that goes geocaching, I've talked to their owner. They have a special harness for chickens. They have a special harness for bearded dragons. There's harnesses for cats and bunnies and just about any kind of animal you can imagine. So depending on where you're going and what you're doing with your pet, you may have a couple different options for how they're gonna get there. Now geocaching.com has a couple of options for you. They have a geocaching leash and collar. They have a travel pet bowl and the log my dog tag, as I mentioned before. Now a travel pet bowl may be very important, especially out in the summer. You're gonna wanna be able to have water for yourself and for your pets. Especially dogs, they drink a lot of water, but other animals too are gonna need that. And then please take bags for cleaning up after your pets, especially dogs. Nobody wants to step in your pet's mess, so please be responsible and clean up after your pets if you're geocaching with them. Some tips, make sure the area you're going to allows the pets to be there. Make sure you have water for them too. And like yourself, you need to watch out for things like poison ivy or poison oak for them. Even though they may not break out in a rash, the oils get on their fur and can rub off on you and you can contract it that way. It's actually happened to me before. I got it from my dog that way. He ran through poison ivy. I didn't know it. He came loving up on me. I ended up with poison ivy all over my arm. So keep that in mind. They're gonna need a bath after that. Now, when I take Star with me, I don't let her get near poison ivy. It doesn't hurt her. Goats love to eat poison ivy. If she eats it, I can't exactly clean out her mouth very well and she loves to come over and she'll give little the tiniest little love nibbles and little snuggles and I'm gonna get poison ivy all over me or all over my son or my husband so I gotta keep her away from that so keep that in mind with your pets poison ivy poison oak you could get it from them you need to remember their physical limitations like I mentioned before 
if you got a little bulldog that doesn't go far, he's not going to enjoy that 10-mile hike you've been planning. On the flip side, if you've got a Jack Russell or a Beagle, they've got a lot of energy and they can go for a long time. Make sure you keep weather conditions in mind for your pet. Is it weather they're okay being out in? Star does not like the rain. She does not like the rain. When she's at home, she stays under. We've got a nice big lean-to for the animals to have a dry space if they're outside when we're not home and it rains. She will not leave that space if it's raining. I can't take her out in the rain. Some animals don't mind the rain. My lab loves it. Some animals don't mind the cold. Other animals aren't used to being out in the cold. Keep the weather in mind for your pet as well as for yourself. You need to make sure you pick a difficulty level that works with your pet. If you're going to be in an area searching a long time because it's a higher difficulty level, you need to make sure your pet's going to be able to stay calm for a long time. Will they be able to hang out and just chill while you're searching for it? Is it going to be something where you need special tools or tree climbing or something that your pet can't do? You're going to have to have somebody that can take care of your pet while you're doing those things. So you may need to have a partner geocaching with you and your pet depending on what you're trying to do. So you got to keep those things in mind. Be ready for ticks with your pet. If a tick and flea collar or ointment or pill is applicable for your pet, make sure you use them. Just like people, they can get sick from ticks. Not to mention, you don't want any unwanted fleas jumping on your pet and carry them into your house. So keep that in mind. Check for ticks for both you and your pet. We want to keep everybody healthy while we're out there having fun. And if any of you have a geocaching pet that you want to share with us, share a story about geocaching with your pet, share a picture of a unique pet that geocaches, or your dog, or whatever, your furry friend, your scaly friend, your feathered friend, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to see some pictures. So you can reach out to me on social media, tag me on Instagram at geocache underscore adventures. You can join the Facebook group geocache adventures and post your pictures and stories of your geocaching buddies there or email them to me at geocache.adventures.podcast at gmail.com. I would love to see your geocaching critters and hear some stories that you have about it. So no spoiler for the cache highlight this time as I'm going to talk about an event that I took Star to, which you can no longer log, so no spoiling it. So it was an event put on by a local cacher, just a little meet and greet type event called Let's Do the Time Warp Again, a penguin event. There's a geocacher in the area that goes by Rebel Penguin, and he will occasionally put on these little meet and greets, and this happened to be one of them. It was an outside event at a park called Frontier Park. It was during COVID time, but because it was outside, we were able to socially distance and people did wear masks. It was just a small little group, I think maybe eight or 10 cashers total, if that showed up. And me and Star showed up as well. Uh, my husband and son actually came and they were playing catch with the football while I got to talk to some other geocachers for a little bit. Just kind of meet a couple people, chit chat. I had Star with me. 
She nibbled on some grass while we were talking. People thought she was adorable. She's a great conversation starter, for sure. And some of the geocachers were able to take advantage of logging her trackable tag, which was pretty cool. They seemed excited to be able to do it. So it was, it was fun. It was my first event that I had attended, actually. And it was nice. It was nice to get to talk to some other geocachers. Um, as I've mentioned before, my husband isn't really into geocaching. He'll humor me from time to time and go with me, but he's just not big into it. So in my house, there's not a lot of geocachers to talk to. My son geocaches some. My mom has started geocaching a little bit, but due to back problems, she hasn't been able to get out and geocache with me too much. So it was really nice to get out and meet some other geocachers, meet some local geocachers. Um, some of their names I had seen on several cache logs that I, you know, previous finds on caches that I had logged. So it was neat to get to put some faces to some of those cache handles. And Star did so well. She just chilled out. Like I said, she nibbled on some grass. She's pretty much happy to go anywhere as long as she's got her people with her and she gets a chance to nibble on something green for a while. We really enjoyed it. It was November and kind of cold out, so I don't think the event lasted more than maybe 20 minutes or so, but it was still nice to get out and go to. Thank you for listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon one Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers. It is full of articles and photos, all sent in by geocachers like you. In fact, some of the guests that you've heard on this show have submitted articles to Geocacher Magazine. They have all kinds of neat stuff and publish achievements that are sent in by geocachers. So if you have an achievement you want to celebrate, send it in and they will add it to the magazine. It is really cool. I recommend it. I subscribe to it myself and I love it. Go check it out at ftfgeocacher.com and let them know Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a topic you'd like to hear more about? Let me know at geocacheadventures.org. Go over to the contact page and you can send me a message there. It has the podcast email that you can email me to. Or you can reach out to shadowdragon1 on geocaching.com. Geocacheadventures.org also has a store page now. You can go over there, geocacheadventures.org, and click on the store page in the menu bar and check it out. Got some great stuff over there for you.